Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and Nayara has nominated Dr. Peter DeBias for a Game Changer Award, and I'm so excited that Dr. DeBias is joining me this morning for an interview. So welcome, Dr. Peter, and thank you for joining me, and congratulations on your nomination. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Uh, hi, Dr. Karen. Hi, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I should call you Dr. No, Karen. You just call yeah. me Karen, but but sure. we, this is a really good story. I think that every now and then I know my game changers more personally, like we do, but I think the backstory is really good. So for viewers and listeners that don't know, Dr. Peter Device and myself attended Dr. Richard Pitcairn's uh, homeopathy class. And I want to say, Peter, it was like in 96 or 97. Peter, was that your first professional class on training outside of your conventional uh, veterinary training? Or had you been doing, had you, you know, have you done the acupuncture course and the herbal course and then you did homeopathy or was homeopathy your first class? No, it was actually my first class. I was, I talked to my colleague uh, who was also a Chinese medicine practitioner and homeopath and she says you know you shouldn't be actually going to homeopathy because it's really difficult and as soon as I heard that right like it was just a <laughs> challenge so I went and I, I signed up to her courses and uh, it was fun suddenly it was it, it started making sense even though it doesn't make sense from the conventional point of view homeopathy makes so much sense and especially because you know, in medicine, we believe that the stronger the drug is, the more potent it is. But homeopathy was the, the opposite. And it made sense in a natural sense of word, because if you think of the world we live in, the physicality, if I take a hammer, I can break maybe a rock or something like that. But then you take chemical power and you can create much stronger power and you break an atom and it's even more powerful and homeopathy was basically that. I've seen some amazing transformations that that I almost couldn't believe, even though I was seeing them with my own eyes, right? Like you've seen that. It's yeah. just like yeah. it's undeniable. Yeah. And it's, and you know, and for me, when I I uh, I I went to visit a woman named Barbara Harvey who used only homeopathy. I couldn't even pronounce the word homeopathy theater. I didn't even I like I remember I was 14. I went to do an internship with a raptor re rehabilitator in Wisconsin, and she only used homeopathy, and I had never seen it. I didn't know what it was, but she has the highest success rate in the country for rehabilitation, and she exclusively uses homeopathic remedies. So at 14, when I was young and impressionable, I didn't care that the rest of the world didn't believe it. I All I knew is that what I saw, like bringing these animals back from the brink of death, and not just once, like over and over and yes. over. Yes. Yes. It made such an indelible impression on me that I didn't have to ever be convinced. I didn't go in thinking, I wonder if this is a bunch of bull crap. I went in knowing 
that I saw things that no other system of medicine could explain. So I had a little bit of a different exposure in that I saw it work profoundly first, and then I got my training. Whereas you went in with this beautiful open mind thinking, there, if there's something that I need to learn, I mean, this is intriguing and interesting and you were, it is, it was a hard class. Like you're up for the challenge. You went in with this expansive perspective of, I understand physics. I already know this half of the physical equation. I'm going to begin learning about the other half of the, uh, of physics in terms of quantum physics. And like you said, the smaller, the energetic particle, what, what could happen when we introduce this into the body? And so, so it's interesting when you sat down in that class and you started learning, was it hard for you to give your first remedy or no, you just jumped right in and and started. Oh my goodness. You know, I am, I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I would be called an early adopter in many ways. Like I, I've always liked new things. Like I remember when computers came up, I was on there and I was trying to, you know, I was trying to see how it works and so on. I didn't know much, but I, I think the most important part of, of, um, of being a veterinarian, allowing myself not to know, but also being curious about what I do not know that I don't know, right? Because that's the barrier. Like as soon as we kind of think that the world we know is the real world, then we stop learning because there's so much beyond that. So homeopathy is actually really interesting and curious and also challenging, not only from the point of learning it and how complicated it is and how much how much one needs to absorb, but also from the point of the preconceived idea was he, what healing and medicine should be. Yes. So just, you know, like going a little bit against the flow. And, you know, I always joke that, uh, that I'm willing to lose my license for the, for the, the learning and for the exploration. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why so many people are actually hesitant or not 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 sure whether they should dive in there because it's um we like to be liked we like to be part of a group and suddenly when we learn something new uh we may actually be standing alone or maybe 99 people will will say this is criticize you yes do do and then one person will say well but it works so for me it was actually i started with cats because um my cat was diagnosed hyperthyroid when she was eight and I was determined to treat her homeopathically. And I gave her very simple remedy, nature muriaticum, and she became normal again. And maybe a year later, she turned a little high again. So I gave her another dose and she became normal. So I did a study with 15 cats and half of those cats became normal when they were treated early. So it was a real aha moment for me. And I went to conference. I was very lucky. My professor was actually heading the World Small Animal Veterinary Conference, and I decided to present the study there. But I was put in a module with people who were actually preaching against homeopathy, and they had a lecture that was called Homeopathy, the Flagrant Violation of Medical Principles. And I was in the same module with them because the conference obviously was sponsored by big, big companies. And And so it was a real challenge for me because, you know, I'm not necessarily the most, um, I, I, I have a fear of public speaking, one. And number two, it was very difficult for me to actually face that opposition 
I can't, did you know, did you know that in essence they were pitting you again? Did you know that your adversaries were in the oh, same room or did? No, I didn't know that. Like they were in the same module, meaning that they were not in the same room, but they were just yeah, before but, me, right? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but that, the fun part was that I had the, I had the lab <laughs> data. I had, I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to even acknowledge that it, this doesn't work, but I have it here in front of me and it does work. <laughs> So it was it was really interesting, and you know, and then uh, then world changed for sure. Yeah. So I'm and she so, lived until twenty one. Actually, my cat. She lived until twenty one. Nomads. So awesome. So this is what I this is what I see. I think that curiosity that you, veterinarians with the with the innate desire to be curious almost always end up in the growth mindset. Whereas veterinarians who are not, they end up oftentimes with a fixed mindset that prevents them from evolving enough to embrace things that the curiosity sparks on the learning curve. Now that is the, you're, you're definitely a growth mindset and you literally have not stopped learning and growing and changing. And that has led you, Peter, to, into a really wonderful space out of your curiosity and your desire to continue to want to learn, to be able to provide more tools and more resources to help your patients, you have ended up, you ended up at some point between 1996 and now you ended up realizing that there's a lot of options that maybe just weren't available to your patients. And that led you into creating some options. Can you can you walk us through that evolution? How how your company got started? Oh my goodness! So uh, my my dad was a veterinarian. Actually, most people don't know that, but I I had a father who was a vet, and he was a conventional vet, and I had a grandfather who was a herbalist. So it started already there. And I when I was younger, I had very severe allergies. I sleepwalk. I sleepwalked through glass door when I was young. I was put on sleeping pills. I was put on all sorts of different corticosteroids and medication for my acne and hay fever, antihistamines and all that. And by the time I was 19, I was a walking pharmacy and I needed to change something. So I actually started studying myself crazily enough at the age of 19, how to make my conditions better. And, and I did through nutrition and natural healing, but then I went to vet school and I was nicely educated or brainwashed with a good intention. Like, I don't think that there are many people who have bad intention doing anything, whether it's conventional medicine or holistic medicine, and one person is not better than the other. But anyway, then I came to Canada. I had to you know, go through the licensing and all that and started practicing in a holistic practice. And, and I realized like, you know, it was, there was one point when I gave um, an anti-inflammatory injection to a dog that was limping young dog. And then two hours later he was back and he was throwing up blood. Uh, so that was, that was, I knew that I caused it. Then I called uh, the drug rep and he told me absolutely impossible. And then it took about a year um, until the, the 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 company issued a statement that truly this medication caused the problems that I saw. That's my dog packs wants wants to join in. Anyway, so so then I opened my holistic practice after some time and started feeding raw diet. As a result of one of my friends, a lay people told me that I should try it, and I had a dog with ear problems and he wasn't getting better. And then we switched him on raw diet, and he was better in two months like 
pretty much normal. So I opened a veterinary practice and the, the biggest challenge for me was that I became really busy and you know that I'm sure. And I could see maybe 12 people or 20 people a day and I was working 14 hours a day. And I, one day I just realized that I was just totally burned out and I, I no longer enjoyed my work, even though I knew that it was necessary. So I was going back to work, but I was thinking, how can I make a difference? How can I make a better difference? And how can I help people to make better decisions for their dogs? Because I could see that the same problems were coming through the door with different people. I could see the heartbreak. I could see the loss and all that. And I could see that if I continue doing what I was doing, it wasn't sustainable. So I... I left for a week holiday. I ran away uh, to Maui for a week. I never was at the island before or had been. And, um, and I decided to kind of make a shift. So I, I sold my practice. Uh, my advisor told me, well, let's make a five-year-old, five-year exit plan. And I, I said, no, no, no. I'm going to Europe in, uh, to visit my mom in three months. And I want the practice to be sold. And it was sold just just on the day we were departing. So it was really interesting. I think yeah. that the universe was just nudging me where I needed yeah. to be. And then it became really hard because I, I wanted to create a system that would help people to make better decisions, where I would be able to help people to prevent disease and all that. But I really didn't know how to connect it all together. So I continued working in a house school practice and then... I thought I'm going to do online consultations, but it became as busy and as crazy. And I wasn't able to work with more people. So then someone asked me to create a formula, a mineral plant-based mineral supplement. And I did. And I started seeing these transformations again. And I didn't expect it. That wasn't my plan. And so the products and the supplements that I formulated, and I realized that I had a little bit of a knack for that, um, powered the, 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 the teaching and the writing and the, you know, 10 people who are helping other, other dog lovers to, to see how, how they can make their dogs better. And so the system has been created where I can actually provide free help to anyone who reaches out and they don't need to be our customers, but somehow it works. And so it's like, you know, I'm really living like it just it's just so fantastic to actually see how much difference we can make when we align with the flow and it wasn't easy like i was on the verge of bankruptcy maybe for the first 6 years and there are some nice people who helped me yeah. <laughs> and you know that's i was thinking our lives are very similar up until that point where i love formulation because i know i formulate for a dozen or more companies I know that those products are going to replace either nothing being done because people above all don't want to do harm or toxic things being done. So every time I launch a product into the universe, I'm just so thankful it's giving people more choices. But the big difference is I don't own a company, nor am I responsible. All I do is formulate amazing products, but I have nothing to do with the back end, whereas you have everything to do with the back end. And that's a massive difference. So you, I can only imagine the the burden uh, of the, that of the back end. So once you formulate magic, that's step number one. But then running a, a you know a company is is a big task. But you have been able to embrace that in a way that allows you to to that's the work. 
The business part is the work, but the passion part of being able to have products, safe, natural, non-toxic, good quality products that give people options, literally. I don't think there's a better gift you could give the world. You know, I, I've struggled with it because um, on some level, I actually would prefer being in your position where you just kind of create the formulas, but you're not connected with the business. Uh, somehow I was thrown in it and uh, I enjoyed it. But I also did know that some people will say, well, you know, it's it's very easy for you to say and you're you're pushing your products or you're doing of this course, and that. And I, so I, I, my reply usually is, well, you know, I, I know that nutrients are needed and that soils are depleted and our food is depleted. And I've seen the results of that. And you can just go and, and read the opinions of other people. Yeah. But wouldn't it be really sad if I talk about the negative aspects of, let's say, deficiencies and nutrition and health, and they didn't have any solutions? And unfortunately, I don't have any other solutions than that. But you know the the business uh, the business part. It I wasn't a very good manager at the beginning, and I struggled with so many different things. And I hired people who gave me wrong advice, and some people mm-hmm. took advantage of me, and and that was part of the reasons why we were struggling at the beginning. Sure. But you know I'm a, I love audiobooks, and I listen pretty much all the time, and I. I learned, I think that it helped me grow personally as a person and helped me be better communicator, knowing that people are, you know, we all have our preconceived ideas who we are and what the world is. And then when we get together, sometimes it can be messy. So now I have a team of about 20 people. We have 10 customer service team members who basically answer questions. And if someone says, hey, my dog has a kidney disease, what shall I do? Like we, you know, we give them articles and help and we help how to uh, feed raw diet and cook diet and all that. But it took, it took a lot of learning. But I think that now it almost feels like, you know, it's really hard for the plane to take off and and it just, you know, and when you reach cruising altitude, there may be turbulence and it always will be, but it just, uh, I'm just so thrilled to see and hear the transformations from that people have, or sometimes, you know, I, I can now do free consults. Yeah. Once in a while, I just say, hey, guys, like I, I miss my clients, right? Yeah. So I just, uh, I, I, we, we bring on some clients. And last time I've had this, uh, this go, uh, yellow lab and um, a middle-aged couple owns Abby and, and, and she had some really serious conditions. And they were saying, they, they were told by the veterinarian that Abby will not live very long because she had liver disease and all that. And uh, six months later, with these free consults, I did about three or so. And I, you know, it's not big science. I sometimes am almost embarrassed as because medicine in in the core is quite simple, right? Yeah. And so after six months, they were beaming, and Abby was beaming, and they were all sitting in front of in front of me on the screen. It was the best moment, and those are yeah. the times when I really know that we have to live our truth and then we can make the most difference and the animals are here to teach us what matters right like yeah. that, that that the 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 things like being with friends being together making a difference caring for each other um 
sharing generously, uh, but also being aware of the of the things that we sometimes want to push away, like when we get angry or frustrated or when we want certain thing, like those, those are all almost like learning tools for us to become better human beings. Like we should allow ourselves to be that way, but be aware, okay? I don't need to have the, uh, the most expensive, whatever it is, shoes or whatever, you know, it's just like it, uh, dogs are here to, to, to make the world better. And, and that's why it's so much fun to actually help them, right? And then people help, people learn from them because they see the transformation, they change their exactly. life. Exactly. Ultimately, the dogs become our very, the dogs are the teachers. Our job is to facilitate the dog to be the best teacher it can be and to keep the teacher healthy because Dogs teach us in a way that no other human being could. And we can derive those lessons from animals that are literally life-changing. Our job as, as helpers and healers and doctors is to support those animal teachers in a way that allows them to continue doing their job in their family and their community in the roles of the lives that are so important. So, and you're doing that. And I can only imagine that that's what you love most about your job. But... What do you think, you've done a lot of really diversified things and, and out of that, you've learned a lot. And as a curious soul, as a curious creature, of course, you're still learning and growing and adapting and changing. But thus far, Peter, if you could share one thing with the world, what would it be? Food is the most powerful medicine that if we transition from reactive to proactive medicine, we will be able to focus on disease prevention. And when we learn how to prevent disease and we will not burden the medical system and maybe our wallets when it comes to um, our animals, then we'll have enough resources to actually create other change or more change in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be able to address the environment, we'll be able to address uh, Poverty will be able to address all these issues that are actually pressing. So learning how we can prevent disease is not only important for the emotional well-being and, and knowing that we can, we can extend life by years now of the animals and people. I think that if you learn how to prevent disease, we'll be able to change the world in so many other ways. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'd like people to know. That's really good. It's really good, my friend. And uh, I, I love it. I love it that I love it that you have. I love it that you have um, created a, really a, a platform to be able to serve people in the process of moving from reactive medicine to proactive medicine. First, there's the awareness that I'm not going to go through this heartbreak again. I want my animals here longer. I want to, like you said, I want to be able to allocate resources instead of illness and sickness resources, I would much rather allocate those resources to preventing disease from occurring. Because not only is that your point of power, that frees up those resources for you to do other things like clean water, clean air, social justice, save the earth, all of those things that are really important. That's a brilliant way of thinking about caring for the entire, the entire world is by shifting those disease dollars back into wellness dollars. And you have created a platform that's that does that. Yeah, yeah. And for that, we are forever grateful. So Dr. Peter DeVias, I am thankful <laughs> that Nayara 
nominated you for a Game Changer Award. It's, of course, always enjoyable to connect and and have a chat with you. But I really also enjoy the fact that we get to, as colleagues, come together now and then and um, and reconnect and have an opportunity to talk about what uh, what's passionate, what's happening in your life, and what's going on. So I appreciate this opportunity, and I appreciate everything you're doing. Karen, I'm so humbled by what you what you said, and I, you know, you're my inspiration for sure. And I, I'm very grateful to you for having me here, um, and also for doing all you do. It's uh, let's let's keep in touch. I'd like to, I'd like it to be more often. 